Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Podcasts. Merry mini Monday chunkies. I'm Carter. Doge. Jordan. Uh, does it feel like, do you kind of have a Star Wars hangover? <laughs> big yeah. time. Yeah, big time. We talked about Star Wars it for doesn't a help that I'm. It doesn't help time. that I'm playing Fallen Order right now and also reading several Legends novels. Yes. So. I had to do a hard cut on Star Wars really? content. I think ever since Star Wars was bought by Disney, it has been continuous. I feel like there has been sure. Star Wars stuff to talk about every week. Yeah. And it is consistently caught. Yep. In the news. Ooh. So if you follow us on Twitter, you already know this, but Clone Wars is you returning. Already you already know. Ready. You already know. No. Clone Wars is returning for its final season. It's Big Disney boy Plus. excited about that. February yeah. 21st. Are you finish. sad it's the final season? I am or sad. Do, does it feel season. like they need, it's a good place to stop? Because I, I am, am not caught up. So here's the thing. Uh, I am excited for more Clone Wars. And I believe that Disney has mishandled the Star Wars brand pretty catastrophically. And yeah. I am nervous that Disney might also be sinking their white mouse glove hands into mm-hmm. another part of Star Wars that I love and making it fit more with their Disney Star Wars, which I don't so much it's love. It's still Filoni, though. It is, but it's still Disney. Yeah, but so is The Mandalorian, and that was awesome. That's true. So, we'll see. Who knows? I, I have a theory that when we move beyond um, the episodes in Star Wars and we start to shift into just like telling something. stories in the Star Wars universe and movies, it's going to be a lot easier for us to let go of what Star Wars should be and just like enjoy new Star Wars. Absolutely. I think if this like ethereal new trilogy that they talk about, which I think they might have signed, is Ryan Johnson signed for that? He was originally. He was, and then they haven't said anything about it I in think like a if year. they do that. I think if they go make movies still kind of in universe with just some of the basic, like the force exists or maybe things like that, that could potentially be some of the best star Wars stuff Disney can do Yeah, because yeah. they're out of the weight of, well, we I talked think, about before, like uh, the Jedi Knight series with like Kyle Katarn. That's such an interesting story. To get, go back to the old Republic. The way that they're the rumor of them going back to the old Republic that's set 900 years before the Phantom Menace. Have you all seen that? Uh, uh-uh. There's a rumor that it's set 900 years before the Phantom Menace, which is boring because in the Phantom Menace, we have a line that says there've been no Sith for a millennium. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like they fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unless the whole thing is that there were just operating in the shadows kind of a thing. Sure. But I think, so I'm going to take this opportunity to issue an official apology to Ryan Johnson for my uh, malice. (laughs) Uh, Because, so I, I stand by my opinions on the last Jedi. I'm not apologizing for that. Sure. But Man, he's just so good, and I just think he just fumbled it. I think that's all it was. He's a good director who made a bad Star Wars. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think and that, ultimately, do we say it's his fault? 
Like no, who hired him? Because I think giving him the freedom to just like take it and run, I think is a golden idea. And I think if it's just like, it's not something we're previously attached to and he's able to yeah. tell the story because he's a, I think a masterful storyteller. 100%. And so I think if we give him, Hey, just take some star Wars and just run with it. I think we're in for a real treat. Yeah. But I think I having think so. him do that as the middle chapter Correct. of a series Correct. that would have been at the time began and ended by two mm-hmm. different people yeah. was a big mistake. Yeah. I think star Wars is far too powerful of a franchise and one of the most in cinema, maybe the most powerful franchise in terms of its influence on culture mm. that it's too big of a deal for people to say there's a bad taste in their mouth from the last Jedi. I'm not Correct. going to see this new trilogy because it's Ryan Johnson. Right. Yeah. I think it's too big of a deal for that. It doesn't stop you think us. They won't do it. Is what you're saying? No, I think they will do. I think if they do it, it's not going to hold anybody back. He's working on. Oh, I hear you. He's working on the Knives Out sequel though. Right now, uh, is he, that for real? Uh-huh. So he talked oh, about well, they're going to keep using. So it's it's almost like a Agatha Christie type. Thing, it's right? like they're going to keep uh, using like Daniel Craig's Poirot character. Yeah, another adventure of uh, Benny totally. Benoit Blanc. Oh my gosh, totally yeah. down for that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Totally down because I was so surprised by that movie. Oh, so good because I thought great. it would be good. You know, he's up for an Oscar for that best original screenplay. He is. Knives Out has like four nominations. Yeah, I, think. I hope he wins. Same. Uh, if there was like an ensemble cast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, see, you say that, but wasn't it up for that at the SAG awards and still got beat by parasite parasite. Yeah, parasite yeah. did beat it. Good uh, call. Have we recorded since I watched parasite? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's so, so good. Y'all. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm excited. I want to watch it very, very soon. Same. Um, Oscar season. Speaking of Oscars. Big time. Uh, it's basically this of cinema. And they're a week apart. The big game of the big cinema. game. Of cinema. We can't say the SB word. Can we bleep that out when he said that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I can, we can't say that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. How do we they, do these? They'll send the hounds. They will send the of hounds. Anubis. USA Today had an interesting article that came out because I know that I do particularly, and I think so do the co-hosts here, hold some weight as to if something wins an Oscar, but it is sure. never without uh controversy like sometimes there's movies that win and you say duh like everybody thought that was going to happen right and then sometimes there's some controversial wins which kind of takes away from the momentum that comes from or the reverence that is held with oscars that win best picture makes it seem less valid yeah Yeah. exactly and so usa today actually put together a list that i'd love to to share with you guys sure of movies that won and the movies that year that were in the same category that should have won. Oh, okay. I think it's an interesting conversation cool, to have. Yeah. But we start in 1942. Okay. And what Several won that of year? My favorite films released that here's year. Here's what's crazy though. What won that year was How Green Was My Valley. You ever heard of that? No. No. Same. What should have won, they say, is Citizen Kane. Whoa. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Citizen Kane did not win Best Picture and is regarded as one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Like the super, I'm not gonna say snooty. Cause I can hear, I can hear some of the arguments there in terms yeah. of groundbreaking the, and storytelling the criterion collection crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in 1953, the greatest show on earth one, uh, high noon is what people think should have won. Ah, okay. And I know way more about in these older yeah, movies sure. and the older nominations. It's like, okay, the ones that I recognize are the ones that they're saying should have won, yeah. which maybe there's some sense there. 1967, a man for all seasons, uh, what should have won is Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, which oh, I've yeah, never seen, absolutely. but I've heard of. Uh, 1974, The Sting, which is actually a really good movie, uh, but what should have won is The Exorcist. Oh, They think wow. especially because yeah. of what that did for horror. For horror, and cinema. This was not your Halloween or like I'm chasing you down kind of thing. Has this a was, true horror film ever won Best Picture? Uh, Get Out didn't win. Did Get it? Out got close. 
I don't know. That's a good question. Genre fiction historically does not do well yeah. in that best picture category. That's why I was so happy. I did not love The Shape of Water, but I was happy that it won. Yeah. Just for yeah. what that represents in terms of, of uh, in terms of storytelling through genre fiction. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting too. There's like genre fiction, but then there's also like a revisionist history. Cause yeah. if Tarantino wins for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's not necessarily it didn't happen. Yeah. But it's playing with something that actually did happen. So yeah. I don't know if that counts. That's interesting. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Nineteen eighty, Kramer versus Kramer won. Right. Which actually Kramer versus Kramer is one of the very few movies that has swept the top five. Best picture, screenplay, best actor, director, and best actress. Hmm. Uh, Sounds of the Lambs has done that wow. as well. Uh, what should have won is Apocalypse Now. I didn't know Apocalypse no. did not win for best picture. 1982, Doge, you're going to love this. 1982, what did win was Chariots of Fire, which uh, USA Today goes on to say it's like it's basically only known for that slow-mo running song. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should have picked something that was known for doing a lot more for cinema, which what should have won is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Absolutely. That's cool. 1982. I Absolutely. completely agree with that. that one. And it says like that. It's funny how much influence a Best Picture winner gets on movies after that, because what if Raiders had won? Yeah. Like yeah. all of a sudden now. Does the Academy start to say, well, this kind of movie has won an Oscar before. Mm -hmm. So anytime we do something like this, we should think about it. Yeah. Let's yeah. think about it. Like any new installment of something like that. I, I, I really like that. 1986 out of Africa won. Uh, what should have won was the color purple. Oh, okay. Which yeah. That was a pretty significant movie. Yeah. What did win in 1990 was driving Miss Daisy, which we talked about a lot yeah. about this time last year because of its similarities to green book. And what should have won was field of dreams. I don't know how much I agree oh, wow. with that. I do like uh, that movie um, though. 95. This one's tough. 1995 was loaded for best picture, but what did win was Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah. There is an argument that what should have won was Pulp Fiction. No, I love Pulp Fiction, which but, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's but hard. Forrest Gump is iconic. So, so, so is, Pulp is Pulp Fiction, Fiction, but I, I, I love Pulp Fiction. I'm a Tarantino apologist. I think his movies are great. I think that Forrest Gump is a better movie. Yeah. Um, 1997, what did win is the English patient. Okay. And I think this one might have been the one that most movie people knew the controversy around because it's used as a joke. It's like a yeah. punchline in a lot of shows and movies. It's like, no, but like half the world didn't even get what that was about. There's a whole Seinfeld episode <laughs> of seeing the English patient. And because Jerry, it's either Jerry, I can't remember who it is. It might be Jerry because he doesn't like the movie. Everybody's like, what on you don't like the movie? Like everyone's <laughs> giving him such a hard time. Yeah. Here's what should have won. They say, and oh my gosh, Fargo. Oh, oh wow. Fargo, yeah. Fargo didn't win best movie. picture. That's the Coen wild. brothers are some of my favorite directors. I love. They're they were almost of, your pick for choosers. They choice, were right? so close to my pick for choosers choice. And Fargo is one of their best, if not their best yeah. movies. 1999 Shakespeare in love one, which I actually love that movie, but it beats saving private Ryan. That's surprising. Super surprising. That's tough. Million Dollar Baby won in 2005. The Aviator, they say, should have won, yeah. which I've never seen. Uh, all I knew was Kate Blanchett did like a dead-on Catherine Hepburn. Well, there's a good song in that one. About, there is a good about song. About my gal. If you listen to tomorrow's <laughs> Patreon episode, you'll, you'll know, know exactly what that. that song is. Uh, 2006, Crash won. Uh, Brokeback Mountain, they say, should have won, which okay. I'm surprised. I In my mind, Brokeback Mountain won Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. it did. Uh, the King's Speech. In 2011, which we'll talk about tomorrow, but they say what should have won was Black Swan. Mm, okay. uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. And then finally, 2019. This made me feel good about yeah, us. Uh -huh. uh, they said Green Book should not have won. Should have been Black Panther, right? 
No. Black Klansman. Yes. That's what they said. Yes. Should've that was won. my choice too. Yeah. So, uh, it was so good. Way to go is incredible. That movie USA ruled. Today just got a little bit more high on the list for a credible source about film there for me. Yeah. We compare them to us. They're <laughs> right behind two chunks and a hug. Uh, I want to play a game. Yay. Not any of the fun new games. That you're going to hear. Yeah. If you're a Patreon, by the Patreon way, keep, a, keep your eyes open tomorrow. Keep your peepers peeled. <laughs> Yuck. Rumple Stilskin. Yes. Oh. I love this game. This was named by Doge. It's a perfect name for this game. I'm starting to talk slow like King's Speech does. And I don't know why. It's a perfect name. I must enunciate a for this, a a for game. this game. Rumple Stilskin goes like this. I feel like I had to rhyme after that. It had a nice rhythm. Yeah, it was good. Guess the name or else you'll miss. Ooh. We, we might have to keep, keep that. We need to have like a little <laughs> Rumpel Stilskin guy saying that in the background. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm going to have three synopsis that I read from Rotten Tomatoes. And the two of these, these two pretty boys have to try and guess the name <laughs> of the two? movie. Are, is that are us? They? <laughs> are we two the pretty boys? boys. Yeah. Are they late? The two <laughs> guys, no, the guys behind you. Oh, what's oh my God, they're gorgeous. Um, wow. They have to guess the name of this movie. Here's what's fun about this movie and why it feels like it has a lot of momentum on extra, or, uh, on this show is y'all are pretty good at this, right? I mean, I feel like y'all have gotten... Remember was that, it Ip Man? Remember the time I guessed Ip Man 4? Get <laughs> Almost out perfect. Of Didn't even know there were three Ip Mans before <laughs> that. Uh, and so I've got a few here for you. Hmm. Our first movie releases... Well, it has released by the time this episode releases. But last Friday, this movie came out. Cape, a restless, curious, and smart yellow kitten, lives in a high-rise apartment with his father, Blanket, and a lively parrot named Mac. Cape dreams of adventure outside of his sheltered home, whereas Blanket prefers the safety of staying indoors. When Cape learns about a mythical land where cats can live freely and happily, he sets out on a quest to find it. What is the name of this movie? A Tale of Two Kitties. Oh, that's so good, Doge. That's I don't really even want to give my answer. I mean, I know it's not that. That's so It good. should be, though. I was going to give it a uh, security blanket. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's either you Secu either guess it close or you guess something that's better. It's called, which was probably both of y'all's second choices, Cats and Peachtopia. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> That feels, <laughs> that feels like that'd be a Fanta flavor that they serve exclusively at screenings of cats. <laughs> uh, this one's very simple. Uh, it also came out Friday. Rated R, two hours and 16 minutes. I'm sure that'll help you out. Okay, so the goodies. name is... <laughs> Detectives investigate a mysterious murder in Tokyo. Is that it? That's it. Oh, that no. is supposed to be what gets you in theaters. Wait, wait. I love oh murders. I love this one. <laughs> love murders in Tokyo. <laughs> Detectives investigate a mysterious murder in Tokyo. What's the name of this movie? I can't wait to reveal it. <laughs> I'm going to go simple and clean. Okay. The Tokyo murders. Doge? I have an idea. Okay. And I know it's wrong. Detective Pika 2. The Tokyo murders. It is called Detective Chinatown 3. Wait, Tokyo, though? That's the capital of China, obviously. What on earth? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Detective Chinatown 3. Yeah, this one's called N <coughs> NYPD. This time it's in Louisiana. 
while doing research, a group of young geniuses stumble upon a secret terrorist plot. This is a Jim Carroll movie. If you don't remember, Jim Carroll uh, has done flicks such as oh, no. either either the screen is not loading or Jim Carroll has done nothing. But <laughs> look, <laughs> guys, I don't think Are he's you on done his anything. Facebook page. No, that's this? his Rotten Tomatoes. Like what he's done in the past. Uh, Susan Gallagher's in here. Heidi Montag. Uh, Donnie Bowes, Anthony Cravello, oh David Joseph gosh. Martinez. All my favorites. Yeah. While doing research, a group of young geniuses stumble upon a secret terrorist. What plot. is this rated? Can't, I, it's not. It's not. Nothing. Okay. And it comes out. Yeah, it came out Friday. <laughs> There's no rating. I don't know how it's getting out there. This one's just, this one stumps you, huh? Okay, got it. <clears throat> Terror interns. Baby Geniuses 3, colon, the final fight. <laughs> <laughs> the final real fight. Um, I'm going to read this title to you. Oh, and I think it's now. just now that I'm realizing how revisionist this might be and how sacrilegious this might be. This movie is called Assassin 33 AD. Huh? huh. Which I believe is huh. the age of Christ. They're going to kill Jesus. But it's a terrorist plot to go back in time and kill Jesus. What? This is wild. I have to see this. <laughs> so it might be somewhere. I don't know where you're going to find it, uh, but it might be somewhere. I have no idea. What? Uh, finally, the last thing to do before we technically end the episode is I'd love to do a little gas or pass. Oh, yes. Please. Uh, yes or pass is something that you will not only see on mini Mondays. It's something that we can legitimately. So in this sense, when we're playing yes or pass, we're saying whether or not we feel like we would go to the theaters to see that. Uh, there'll be something for our Patreon members, our official chunkies that we throw yes or pass out there to tell you something that we have already seen. And if it is worth going to the theaters to see. Yeah. So this would be spending your money to go out there, but let's do a little yes or pass for January 31st, this coming Friday. Uh, birds of, uh, well, that's February 7th. Let's do it anyways. Birds of prey. Oh, that's a hard pass. Big pass. Definitely not going to try it. No, nope, I don't think close. I am either. I just hope that Ali Wong gets some money from there. Uh, <laughs> it's, it has no rating yet. Uh, Valentine's day, Sonic the hedgehog. That might be a yes <laughs> for me. Weirdly. Yes. Really? Yeah. I'm a pass on that. I'm a pass on that. Have y'all heard of the lodge? No, nope. It's a classic like winter cabin, scary movie. It's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes Fun. right now, but I'm guessing because cool. you haven't heard of it. Is it a yes or pass? It's going to be a pass, pass, but I want to yeah. see it. It's a pass for me too. Uh, let's talk about what came out this last Friday, January 24th. The Gentleman. That's uh, a pass for me. Pass. I, want, I want it to be Guy, good. Guy Ritchie movies are tons of fun. I'll tell you right now, it's got a 70% from critics and a that's 93 from, from viewers, that which feels fun. like that's the vibe of Guy Ritchie say, movies. Yeah. It is Sherlock. Like, it just feels like Sherlock. 100%. And that's fine. Which oh, we found out, interesting. if you remember, Sherlock is the highest grossing, one of the highest grossing February movies of Which all is time. wild. Yeah. Completely wild. I guess Guy, Guy Ritchie likes these early, early year movies. I mean, there's releases. no competition. There's nothing else like this right now. So it's a smart time to release that movie. Worth it. Uh, to end this episode, we have found out that the place where cats are free and can do whatever they want is called Peachtopia. Mm -hmm. Let's. Let's not have it be called Peachtopia. Yeah. I want your name and I want the actual name of the Valhalla for cats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The place where all cats are free. Yeah. My name is Carter back alley where I, I happen to know with my own eyes 
all cats are free. Just any alleyway. Sure. Yeah. All they're cats they're are escaping free. to back alley. Yes. But Cali is what we'll call it to make it sound more like a proper noun. I'm Doge. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, and I'm willing to stake my life and livelihood on, it's that there are no cats in America. Fievel Goes West told me that. Actually, just a regular Fievel told me that. But if they're not in America, you might be asking, where are they? And I'll tell you, they're in the land to the north. It's called Canada. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sounds like Canada with a stuffy nose. Canada. Canada. That's very good. What's um, the name of that prime minister of Canada? Canada. The pretty one. I almost said Justin Thoreau. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the leftovers. I almost said Jacques Cousteau. Cousteau, Jacques yeah. Cousteau. <laughs> He's exploring the Canadian Ocean. <laughs> Uh, so the actual place, this is based on my experience with cats, is a magical brown world called, um, they, they refer to it as uh, The City Up, spelled uh, T-H-I-S-S-I-D-E-U-P. Uh, and it's- uh, Oh, wow. It's just a big old cardboard box. This side up. So uh, yeah, they, they refer to it as The City Up. Uh, Some they, creativity they it. when it is far above anyone's head and it's just too good for this plane. Gets a, do- a Doge eye roll. Okay. No, that was the eye roll of respect because Doge wishes that he had come up with that exactly. on his own. The I up. mean, let us smash that like button and subscribe. Let us know in the comments whether you like Canada or the City Up better. Or, well, we are mine, I, mine, I get it. Mine didn't. <laughs> <laughs>